Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everybody. This is Ravinda with MZN Indie Radio, and we're here to have a really good day today with our wonderful guest, Mr. Andrew DeBarge. He's coming in to talk to us about his career and his music and uh, whatever else we care to ask today. So, Andrew, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm doing good. How about you? Pretty good. Um, so give us a little bit more information. Like um, we know that you're part of the famous DeBarge family. Um, who who is your your parent of the family that we know of? Um, my father's actually Tommy. He's the bass player for Switch and um, behind the scenes for DeBarge. That's wonderful. And we're real big fans of Switch and the DeBarge family. So how did you um, decide that you wanted to be um, a part of the music industry like your family? Um, well, I mean, kind of it gets to a point where it doesn't, it's kind of not up to me to decide. It's like music is just inside of me, you know, ever since I was a kid, I just remember, you know, listening to their music and just being around it so much, it kind of just grows on you. Wow. So now was it, was it hard to decide on what you wanted to do, like as far as the genre? Because, you know, I know some families that have their um, kids doing something totally opposite of what they do. So was it hard for you to decide to do R&B? Um, I'm not not really. I'm kind of like R&B and you know kind of on the verge of pop, but it, it's really it kind of just just growing up around it. It's just kind of implanted in me. So I, when I open up my mouth to sing and when I play, it kind of comes out like my uncles and my father. So it kind of you know once again it's like it just kind of it's just been implanted in me to do this type of music. Wow, well that's pretty cool. And um, so now um, do you write all your music? Um, I do. Yeah, me and my mom actually is a, a very skilled writer. Me and my mom write, and then my father helps me with some things. My sister as well. We all kind of just work together. Well, that's pretty cool. Do they um, participate in, in uh, actually composing the music too? Um. Well, yeah. My mother, she's actually a very skilled pianist, and my dad, of course, um, is a very skilled bassist, and um, he plays piano too. And my sister helped me work out the backgrounds at times. You know, we all pretty much just go into it. But when it comes down to recording the tracks, a lot of times I just I take it and just put my expertise on it. Wow, that's pretty good. So now, how long have you been doing this? I would say about four years, just kind of going at it and you know, getting trying to get my foot in the door. But I've been playing and singing since I was, since I was a kid. I actually started. It's funny to hear my mom tell the story when I was two years old and I was beating on pots and pans, you know, driving everybody crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started playing the drum set in church when I was about um, six, six or seven. And then just from there, I started with guitar, then piano, then bass. And then I've actually been going on to trumpet and viola lately. Now, had you ever thought of doing anything else other than music? <laughs> funny story, I, I guess nine out of ten people would probably say this, but I actually wanted to be an NBA player. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I doubt I would have made it. Though. I wasn't that. I was, I was kind of good, but then I kind of stopped playing so I can, you know, pursue my music. But, you know, I, I think every every kid has that dream of being an NBA player. I think so. I think um, people really like to get involved in it because it's like a dream, you know, like a dream job. Yeah. But um, <laughs> you really have to be talented and you really have to, be in the right place at the right time, and you know, yeah. and and it has to be something you're totally passionate about. It like a lot of kids have something they want to do, and then when they it's like when they get out of school and they decide to do something different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, so you got to chase your dreams though, because what else are you gonna do? If a lot of people give up their dreams for a job and stability, but sometimes you know, at least for a couple of years, you gotta at least gotta try it out. That's true. That's true. Now, have you had the opportunity to meet any of the artists that your your family has been involved with in the music industry? I actually have. Uh, um, I actually work at Guitar Center at the moment, Guitar Center Rancho. And um, Ricky Lawson, he's a, a, a really good drummer. He played with Stevie, um, Michael, and all my family. He played on a lot of their records. I got a chance to meet him. Um, actually, I'm at Lakeside. I'm at a show I did with my uncle L. And a couple other artists, you know, not many, but I've got a chance to meet a few that they've worked with. Wow. So did you have any any desires to, like, bring them in on any of your projects? Um, I wish I could get Ricky to play set on one of my own songs. <laughs> it 
and he's kind of kind of he's a kind of busy guy though. And Lakeside actually haven't um haven't really talked to them since the show. I did um I, I did happen to meet Babyface, but that was actually at Guitar Center too. I met a couple of people at Guitar Center, and they just like, oh yeah, I used to work with your family. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So now, had you um um done any any like musical work with anyone? Like um, is anybody else on your album? You know, like doing any kind of collaboration with you? Um, at the moment, it's just it's just me doing all the vocals and everything. But I've been kind of looking forward to working with some different people as the album kind of comes to a wrap around. I'm still working on it, so it's still kind of up in the air. But just at the time being, I've just been composing and doing everything on the songs. Okay. So now, how long does it usually take you to um, put a song together? Oh, man, that really depends. I, I really spend my time on them, especially now as I've been, because I actually record, um, I was recording down in Sherman Oaks for a moment, but I've actually been working on some stuff here at my home studio. And it takes, just to get the sound right and everything, sometimes it can take you know a couple of hours just to get the, the sound dialed in, and then you got to record it, which takes pretty much another hour or so. And then after that, you got to you know, do all these little minor tweaks this takes a lot of work if you want it to sound right, but if, when you take your time, it comes out sounding a whole lot better than if you just rush through it. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Well, oh, I've yeah, definitely answered the question. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably about two weeks. Two weeks, probably. Oh, that's not a long time. It doesn't seem like a long yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> just for one song, though, just to perfect one song, it'll take. I mean, that's going nonstop. I usually try to go nonstop. Oh, really? Yeah, so now, have day, you ever thought day. about doing anything um, in in the film industry? Um, I have, but right now the opportunities haven't you know, come away yet. But I've kind of been looking at branching off into the the film industry too, because that's another aspect. The whole music and just film, the whole thing is is art to me, and I believe it's a way to express yourself and in your message and what you believe in. And I just believe that pretty much anything in the entertainment business it can be used you know, to spread your message and a message of good for mankind. So I, I really love film because film is just really expressive. You know, you actually get to act out what you feel. That is so true. And um, I noticed in your in your video that you are pretty good at dancing too. <laughs> yeah, I, tr- I try to try to cut a rug. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, did you ever think of, of getting involved with Randy Jackson's uh, project? Cause, uh, you oh, Randy, the, the best dancer, right? Yeah. <laughs> I got to get a crew together. I, I pretty much just dance and you know I practice. I'm in the living room. I've got a bunch of old old music, a lot of Marvin Gaye, um, Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, and my family too. The Bars and Switch. I just dance to that stuff and work out my moves. Well, cause I mean, I was I was impressed. <laughs> that the whole thing was <laughs> standing you. on your toe. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like it would hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It takes a bit of practice, but once you get it, it's, it's a pretty cool move. Well, I'm going to take a little commercial break, and then um, I'm going to see if I can make sure um, your music is in here with us. And then, um, ladies and gentlemen, if you're just popping in, we're talking to Andrew DeBarge, and uh, we'll be right back. Check this out. How about you get one of these right here, your own custom audio commercial. Yes, yes, that's what this is, a commercial. High quality, professional. (laughs) This is what we do. Fully produced. Yeah, zing, zappers, bombs, whatever. 60 second commercial for only 60 bucks. Unheard of. (laughs) That's right, 60 seconds for only 60 bucks. To make it better, I'll give you an option. Yeah. You can take the 60 seconds, or you can get two 30-second spots for 60 bucks. Hey, get the bang for your buck. What you might need audio for? <clears throat> Let me tell you. Mixtape promo, website intro, flash movie intro, television commercials, your record release party, radio ads, or if you're just feeling braggadocious on MySpace, I got you. Oh, you want some examples, huh? Club spot, Monizzi Production presents No Caliente, Saturday, March 14th, two levels of fun, with live performances by Portland's own mixtape promo. It's a mixtape that the South has been waiting for. From the long away, highly anticipated. Trap ambassador himself, DJ Terra. And also trailers. Yeah, movie trailers. Oh, hold on. 
Bring on the movie, dude. In a church that was totally in a mess. Well, you get the point. Right now, get high quality, professional, fully produced, 60 or 230 second commercial for only 60. 60? 60 bucks. I'm not going to tell you when, but this definitely is not going to last forever. So email us right now at voiceovers at Duet Custom Design. Dot com. That's voiceovers at duetcustomdesign.com or call 352-258-8426. That's 352-258-8426. DJ, get the hottest music first. Direct to your email at vertico.com. Be a part of the movement taking over the internet. Vertico.com. It's a simple four-step process. Receive, listen, download, and press play. That's it. Log on now to Vertico.com. DJs, if you miss the track, we got you covered with the monthly and annual Backspin Edition. Featuring a recap of the blazing hot new tracks, artists, and labels. We will keep your track in a Vertico library for 18 months while you receive direct feedback and a total download tracker. Vertico is exclusively for industry professionals and accessible only with a special V-code. Log on now. Vertico.com. Global e-distribution of music, models, and arts entertainment. And we are back with Mr. Andrew DeBarge. And um, I am very happy to have you here today. I really am because uh, I have come across a lot of uh, talent out there that... um, I mean, they go into R&B, but they don't go into R&B for the soul of it. And um, when I listen to your music, it just feels like you have pretty much a, a, a great idea of what it's supposed to be like. And I would gather that's coming from your experience with your family and, and those around you because you pretty much watch them, you know, build up over the years from the, the old-style R&B, you know, just so you pretty much know from the beginning of where it's coming from. A lot of people didn't have that experience, so they just go according to, you know, whatever they're listening to now on the radio. So um, do yeah. you have any type of opinion on, you know, some changes that could be made in, in the music that's pretty much played the most on the radio right now? Um, I would like to say film. A lot of, a lot of music is, these days, it all sounds the same. A lot of it's just put the auto-tune. Actually, a lot of the vocals even sound the same. It just seems like the, the feeling is stripped right out of it. They put a nice beat in front of you, and you hear it, and you want to dance. But, you know, it's really no feeling there. So I believe that music should tell a story of what you've been through and, of, you know, what you're going through. And that's where the feeling comes from. And Malcolm James, that's why I always get my quotes from Malcolm James. He actually used to say, what comes from the heart reaches the heart. And I just feel that a lot of people aren't pulling from their heart. You know, they're just doing it because, oh, yeah, this is music. I get to be famous, make a lot of money, so, yeah, I want to do this. But they're not pulling anything from their heart, you know, and their soul. And I think the world is just hungry for, you know, something real, something from the heart. Wow, that's fantastic for you to say that. And um, I hope people are listening because it's definitely true. R&B and soul is basically an emotional form of music, and it should have been coming from the soul and the heart all along, not immediate um, satisfaction like a lot of songs are, are sort of you know referring to. And uh, just because the beat sounds pretty good, it, it has no meaning or use if you don't match it up with the words. You know, if you don't, the theme yeah. of your song should also match the music. And um, jazz does that all the time, and some people should pretty much take some form of jazz music and mix it in with their with their R&B, and then they could understand exactly where that emotion is coming from. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Now, do you have any, any artists that you pretty much admire for what music they're doing? And we're just going, you know, not just now, but people from the past, too. Yeah, definitely, definitely. A lot of artists, I mean, because you got to do your homework. Actually, it's funny. I got a full a table full of CDs. I don't have an iPod. I pretty much like to do things the old school way. So I've got like a bunch of Earth, Wind, and Fire, um, Marvin Gaye, pretty much you name it. I got Sly, um, Stevie Wonder, got some Nat King Cole. My family. I'm pretty much just got a lot of old school stuff in jazz to study that because that tell you the truth. That's where the new style comes in. That's where how you become fresh is studying the old stuff. You think studying the new stuff will make you sound new. But it's actually vice versa. You know, you study the old stuff and you interpret it in your own way, and then that becomes new again. 
Yes, I definitely agree with that. Uh, I know some, um, actually some bands out of the country, like in the U.K. or New Zealand and Asia, and they pretty much go on the old school um, versions of a lot of different songs, and, and they fill that into their songs. Like especially a lot of the rock bands I've come across, they have some old school hip hop and you know uh, R and B and a lot of people use Eddie Kendricks and um, you know they even use some of the, the old school pop. Like I mean, pop now is, is okay, but it's so oriented to just the dance floor that you don't really yeah. feel like a zombie on the dance floor. But you know, <laughs> Beatles had great music and like Cindy Lauper had great music and Madonna. Like yeah. it just had a story as well as a nice beat to dance to. So. I've yeah. listened to some other people's music, and they pretty much put all that in there. And I don't know why it's not playing over here in the States, but, you know, it's, it's something that we could really learn something from when the way they put theirs together. So have you been overseas yeah. yet? I have not. I've pretty much been to about three states, and that's it. <laughs> I, I haven't traveled much. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm right there with you. I haven't been anywhere myself, but, um, I, you know, I will – I've been to L.A. once, but in Florida and North Dakota, that's about it. But, you know, it's 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 good to travel. Do you have any um, plans to go and take your music overseas? Um, yeah, actually, I've been working on getting on a, uh, getting a tour together. Um, I'm a guy, Bobby Wilkerson, I actually just met him, and um, we've been working on, he's been working on putting me on the tour, so hopefully that works out, and I'll be touring around, you know, in a couple months or so. Oh, that, that would be exciting. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to try to put on one of these songs. Hopefully the system is, is behaving itself so that, you know, we can actually <laughs> get something in here. And uh, I want the audience to listen to what, you know, music I've been enjoying for the last couple of days um, from Andrew DeBarge. And we'll be <laughs> right back. <laughs> Oh, 
Well, I like that that arrangement in that song. That was excellent. Wow. I mean, I would have to say that's pretty mature, uh, you know, uh, involvement in that song for somebody so young. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's you. like you're 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 older than your years and your talent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, what was it that um, that inspired you to write that particular song? Well, actually, my mother wrote that one. Um, she, but I can tell the story, or pretty much I'll remember it. Um, she said she woke up one morning, and it just pretty much was, came to her in a dream. And she woke up and just started playing the chords. And um, so I came in and put the beat to it and the bass line. And then I actually recorded it, and I redid all the instrumentation. And my mom, mom sung out the parts, and then she pretty much wrote the verses. And then me and my sister jumped in and helped on everything else. And then the last part, the, the high, the little vamp at the end, we were just it was just playing the chords, and then that just came to me. So it's, it's kind of like a process. You first you get the idea, and then but the idea alone isn't enough. You actually got to sit down and put some work into it. It's like God gives you gives you something, and you actually got to put work into it. It doesn't just all, you know He doesn't just throw it all at you. You actually got to you know do your part as well. So I, I believe that that is a, a very good portion of the song. Is you know God gives us the idea, and then. We just take it from there and just use the gift he gave us to complete it. Wow. So now, um, where do you where do you just incorporate your dance moves from? Like, or what kind of dance artists are you are you kind of you know admiring to get those moves? Or is that just something that just pops out of your legs? <laughs> I, I was dancing. <laughs> well, actually, when I'm dancing, I mean, it kind of is like you know, I, it's just out of out of my mind. But I, I watch her. Like same thing as music, you know, you gotta watch and, and study to, in order to be good. Um, so I pretty much watch, you know, of course Michael Jackson. Everybody says that, but even more than Michael Jackson, actually, before I started watching him, um, it was pretty much tight eyes. He's a crump dancer, and his moves are just just the way he moves. He's so light on his feet. And I was like, oh, I gotta be like that. I gotta be able to move my legs like that, and, and you know, throw it up to my arm. So him, just actually just watching normal people dance. There's so much that that you can learn just from watching life and then the things around you. Just watching just certain things like the wind and watching the animals. You can just see this nature and you can reinterpret it in your own way. And that's the great thing about dancing. You know, even even in music you can interpret things out, but music you're kinda of stuck because you only have a certain amount of notes. But dancing, you know, your arm can make hundreds of movements, so it's like you're pretty much not limited to what you can express. Yeah, so after watching those other dancers, it's like you kind of just interpret it your own way and it just comes out how you want it to. Wow. Now, um, this album that you have out now, um, now that is the one that you're promoting. Did you already start working on your next album? The the one that I actually have out now is um, it's pretty much a single. I've, I've got five songs finished off the new album. It's, it's entitled Lonely Road, mm-hmm. and Catch Myself is actually a single off of it. So that's the first single, and then the rest of the album is still kind of under construction, and I'm hoping to get this tour, get on the tour, so I can just keep that rolling, and then just keep promoting it, get the album finished, and this will pretty much be kind of like my debut album. I did have one before this one entitled Your Place. Mm-hmm. That was kind of just like, you know, just a started off. This one, I feel the sound is a lot more mature, and I've, grew, I've grown a lot in my musical style. So this will be the first one. Wow. That's, that is really great. Now you were born in um, in Michigan. Mm-hmm. So did you ever come across any of those great artists, those Detroit artists, those Motown artists? <laughs> you know what? I, I have. I actually got a chance to meet Fred Hammond when I was a kid, and um, his drummer. I used to love because I grew up in church playing drums. I used to love to meet the drummers and even Marvin Sapp. Um, the church I went to, I actually went to my family's church, my uncle Bill. Um, we don't see Abney at a church called Bethel Pentecostal, and Marvin Sapp um, actually attended back then when I was a kid, and he used to bring his, I remember his drummer, Ray Beatty, you know, I used to love to hear him play, and then Rico Watson, my all-time favorite drummer, he used to play um, with my family a bit, but pretty much out of all the drummers I heard, Rico is, is the best. I believe his full name is Dorico Watson, but I used to love to hear that guy play. 
Wow, that is one great experience right there. Now, I understand that you at one time played keyboards with your uncle Tico, who's one of my favorite DeBarge brothers. <laughs> and how how was that experience? Because I'm sure he had a lot of you know fans screaming and hollering for him. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool. It actually, actually, it's a funny story because we showed up that day um, to do the show. And I, I actually brought my guitar. I've been rehearsing some of the songs on the guitar, and pretty much, uh, pretty much, I just got thrown on stage on the piano. So I seen I was playing by ear. It was pretty funny, but it worked out okay. <laughs> wow! And you also um, were playing with um, with L too. Yeah, that one we had a little bit more rehearsal. We had about probably three months before the show we did. And that one that that went really well. I really like that. Just I learned so much just from being around him and just watching him, you know, as well as my father and my my mom. Just like being around music, you learn so much. It's crazy that you you know, you know especially when you're not even trying to learn, you don't even know you're learning, but you pretty much <laughs> learn it just from being around you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just kind of just absorbs itself into you from the atmosphere. You know, wherever whatever you're doing, whoever you're with, and you know whatever instruments you have your hands on. So now you say you play the guitar and you play keyboards. What else do you play? I play trumpet, viola, play cello, play bass, and drums. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, I think it's seven right now. I'm trying to trying to like keep myself from buying anymore at the moment. <laughs> I probably can't afford anymore, and I need to like use the time I got to keep playing the ones that I already play. Hey, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, had you decided um, to take any any additional music courses or anything? You know, any additional um, music history courses? You know, um, while you actually, were in school. Um, while I was at school, I actually went for business. I actually haven't. Um, I've never really been able to afford, especially growing up. I've never been able to afford music classes. I, my mom had put me in drum classes for about a couple weeks, but um, she had to quickly pull me out because she really couldn't afford to keep me going. So um, pretty much I've always just had to teach myself. But, I mean, it's, like I said earlier, just being around it and just just listening to music, you can teach. It's so simple to teach yourself if you just listen to it. A lot of people, are, like a lot of people my age, are playing instruments because they, they think you've got to go to school for it. Or the ones who do start playing, they don't get very far because they get discouraged when they start because it, it is very difficult, and you you got to keep going. I mean, I've, I've been sitting in a room playing guitar for about four years, you know, my mom's living room, and I've been adding these other instruments in and playing them, and I, I, I like to get as good as I can on each one before I go to the next. I'll never say I'll play an instrument if I'm not good on it. Um, like, pretty much, I'm still actually learning on the viola. <laughs> I probably shouldn't say I'll play that one yet. I mean, I, I'm, I'm decent on that. I pretty much like to get really good on the other ones, but you know, teaching yourself is possible. Wow! Now I want to uh, invite anybody that's listening in. Now feel free to give a call in to, if you have any questions for Andrew. The number is three four seven two three seven five zero five zero. You can call in and ask, or you can just pop into our chat room and you can ask a question there. I'm going to put on another one of Andrew's songs. Um, this one's called Stay With Me, and I hope you all enjoy. We, we'll be right back with the Andrew DeBarge.
Awesome. Now, who is cleaning that guitar? Oh, that's me. That's you tearing it up yeah. like that? <laughs> yeah, that's me, on, that's me on all the instruments on there. Oh, man, you are just so good. <laughs> Thank you. I can see, you know, a lot of all the previous artists that you've been exposed to just um, sort of like being reborn in, in your talent, you know, like the things that you're doing. I could just hear all those people coming right out when you perform. I mean, that's got to be an awesome um, stage performance. Now, have you been performing a lot by yourself on stage in any other places? Yeah, I have. The show, I haven't had any shows recently, but the ones that I have been doing, pretty much it's been me and my guitar, and I've been playing kind of, it's like I try to do a little bit up-tempo, but when it's just me and my guitar, there's not much I can do, you know, without the drums and bass. So I pretty much have been doing that, but I've been working on getting a band together because it's pretty much that's where all you can just you kind of get freed up is when you're on stage with the guitar and you got to sing and play. You you know I can't dance, I can't really do much. So when you get a band, that's when you get free to kind of really bring out the you know the show and. Wow, now um, I. I'd really love to have you come over to the East Coast and show us your talent. So probably get in touch with um, someone to um, get you booked somewhere. Are you comfortable on the stage, you know, when you're performing? Yeah, I actually am. Pretty much when you have, because I've I've done, it's funny, I've done some shows with like five people there. And and it's it's weird, you think the more people, (laughs) you think the more people that are in the audience, the, the harder it would be, the more nervous you get. But it's actually kind of vice versa. When there's when there's like only five people out there, you kind of you can't just get up there and just start singing. You gotta you know, make a connection, and you gotta connect with people. And that's one of the hardest things to do is to connect with people you don't know and share your music with them. Something that you hold so precious, just to share it with them. And pretty much after doing uh, two years worth of shows like that, you actually realize that playing in front of more people is actually a little bit more comfortable than doing those. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've heard from people who um, have played in front of like 20,000 people They're just like totally nervous But, you know, yeah. they have to put themselves in a state of mind Where it's like they're not themselves anymore They're somebody else It's like this badass yeah. performer, you know Now, <laughs> uh, are you one of those people who have to have like a, a an alternate uh, personality In order to perform on stage? No, I, I don't believe so I believe, I mean I just believe that God really created me to do this. And and I feel more and more comfortable when I'm doing my music. That's when I feel most comfortable. And I feel like it's just me that comes out. I try to pour myself into my music, and I try, try to live my life how I express it in my music. You know, I try to live right and do the right thing because it's one thing to sing about, you know, doing the right thing, about sharing love and having a positive message. And it's a totally another thing to actually live that way. And I believe that I, I, I do a pretty good job at it. You know, and we all mess up. We all make mistakes. But I believe that I put myself into my music. And my music has actually become a part of my life where it means so much. So when I'm up on stage, you know, it's, that's, that's me up there. You know, God has given me this gift. And it, it has to go through me, you know, to get to my fans and my listeners. Wow. So now, um, do you have a, an artist that's out there now that you would, you know, would consider like the the dream tour or the dream uh, performance with, you know, like to open for or to work alongside of or collaborate with? Yeah, there's there's, a, there's some good artists out there. You know, John Mayer is really good. He's, I love his guitar playing and his writing is very great. He, he has good music. A lot of a lot of big acts. I mean, just the 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 name. Of a, of a person that brings the, the crowds and being able to open for someone like that is just amazing no matter who it is. You know, no matter if it be someone like Justin Timberlake or, you know, even Britney Spears, people who have those big names, when you open for them, they actually bring in the crowd for you. And that's, you know, one of the ways that record labels actually break their new artists. They have them open up for the already bigger artists. You know, in a sense, it, it's kind of it's kind of like all, all the big artists, they kind of you know, pave the way in a sense by just opening up that door and allowing, you know, somebody to open the show for them. Wow. Now, I understand that um, one of your your relatives, um, one of the other younger generation of the Bart, is also um, performing, one of the young ladies. Kristen Lee. 
Yeah. She opened for yeah. Britney? Yeah, she did. She opened for Britney's Circus Tour. That had to be incredible. Have you talked to her about that? I actually, um, I haven't spoken to her in a while. I, I saw a couple of of the clips on YouTube, actually. It looked really cool, like a huge stage, and, you know, they're so loud. Basically, the clip is from somebody's cell phone, and it's so loud in there, all you can hear is, like, the voices distorting all the screaming. It, yeah, they it have seems several pretty videos cool. of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes, I remember seeing those, and, and that, that seems really cool, you know, to actually be able to perform for all those people and just to be able to just share your music. But, I mean, it, it's kind of like... No matter how big the crowd is, you still it'll just be a joy to just perform and be able to share your message. Do you think you would feel a bit pressured if you did open for somebody that huge? Oh, um, not really. Because I mean, of course, you feel pretty much everybody that goes out on stage is, is nervous. It, it, being in front of just anybody singing, you, you get nervous. If you're not, then. It's just not human. You know, it's part of our emotions. We get nervous, nervous when people are watching us, when people are watching what we do. And when you're on stage, basically you got a big old spotlight in front of you. Everybody's watching you. They even got a big screen on at the big venue, and everybody can just see exactly what you're doing. <laughs> so even if you like accidentally hit your head on the mic or something, everybody sees that. <laughs> so, I mean, you feel. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Well, I know that um, somebody saw Rihanna fall. Um, oh, that's yeah. long ago. That was awful. So <laughs> it's like it happens, you know. We're, they're human, just like everybody else. So it's like you, you kind of do feel pressured, just even performing in front of people, and then you know you got to actually open before this big act. But that's kind of a relief that you're playing before, because if you're playing after, you know, you know what what do you do after the people who actually came to see, you know, say we're doing Britney Spears tour, the people who came to see her, they've already seen her, and then here I come, they don't know who I am. <laughs> Yeah. So that's pretty cool that you can actually open before them. That's why they do it, too, because it, it wouldn't work the other way around. So that takes I a little know. pressure off. <laughs> well, I mean, it's good to let you shine in front of the audience, you know. Um, I always yeah. enjoy the opening act, so, you know. Well, I'm going to put on another song called The Key, and we're going to be right back with Andrew DeBarge. <laughs>
Oh, that's amazing. I mean, I've loved every one of those songs. It's crazy. <laughs> Thank you. It's like a fresh sound, and it's like I can see myself in like an intimate setting, you know, like a nice, um, like a roots type of club, you know, where <laughs> it's like not like a gazillion people in there where you can't hear anything, but, you know, where it's so <laughs> intimate that we can really enjoy the person that is performing. That That is just like the atmosphere I can see you getting your start in and then, you know, moving on into a higher level. And I can also hear, um, I don't know, sort of, it just kind of sounds like a little bit of Robin Thicke in there, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I think Robin Thicke. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, tell me what you're going to say. Uh, Robin Thicke, actually, it kind of sounds like he listened to a lot of, of the bars. And switch and that old school stuff too. Same thing, just listening to the oldies and making it new. I think he did, um, because I can hear it all in, in all his music, and I, I like a lot of it. Um, I don't particularly like some of it that puts too much like opposite music, like hardcore rappers or something like that, on there. Because although you know it, they're talented too, it just doesn't seem to mix to me. Yeah, you know it doesn't yeah. really mix. So now, when when you're thinking of a new song, do you ever say, you know, how would this sound if this person was on it, you know, collaborating with me? Um, not not really. That's not one of the first thoughts. A lot of times, I actually try to to get the idea out of my head first, because that's the tough thing is getting it out of your head, and you actually have to get it to sound like what it is in in your head. Because it's a totally different thing hearing something, and then you go and play it, and you're like, oh, that's not right. you got to work out all the kinks. So pretty much that's like the last thing. I, I get everything put together first, and then if, if I'm going to add somebody to it, I probably actually have to take out a part that has me in there on it because I pretty much complete the song. Mm-hmm. Because you never just want to leave a part blank because you don't know how it's going to sound with something else in there. So you, you always put what you hear in there and then maybe add something else and see which one is better. And then that's how you can tell if it's for the song or not. Wow. Now, do you have any any other siblings, you know, in your immediate family that are, like, working with you or are thinking about going into music? Yeah. Uh, actually, a lot of my family sings and, and, you know, does music. My sister, Elena, she actually sings very well, and she's a great writer. My brother, Chico, um, he goes by the name of Javon. He actually, you know, I just voted for him one going for Glee or something like that. He was actually auditioning for that. But um, his name is Chico. Yeah, Chico Javon DeBarge, and he sings and writes. He's a great writer, a great singer. My brother Chris, um, he goes by Dior sometimes, Christian Dior. He's he's an excellent rapper. He actually raps, and he writes music, too. And actually, my older brother Tommy does. He Mm -hmm. he sings and, and he writes, and my older sister Marina does as well. And it's like music is just in our family. You know, not all of us have chose to pursue it. Not all of us have put, you know, our, our life and soul into it, but we've all, it's like we've all got it. Yeah, you certainly do. I mean, you have a huge family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty big. <laughs> I mean, how is it when you guys, um, you know, celebrate the holidays together? Is it just oh, really crazy? <laughs> It's pretty cool. I mean, you, yeah, it used to get that way. We'd all go over to my grandma Adeline's house, and the whole family would be there. It's, it's pretty funny, though, because the kids, that's like when I was a kid, I'd just be running around the house trying to play a video game or something. I really wasn't into music back then, but it's always good to get together with family. Well, that's beautiful. I mean, and I'm glad that, you know, the family is, is you know, like glue, you know, sticking together, and everybody's sort of like going their own way, but it's still ending up in music, you know, which yeah. is like a, a a way to bring people to one understanding, and that's an excellent thing. <clears throat> now, Definitely. the um, the uh, additional you know music that you that you have on your album or you have that you're putting on your album, uh, is all that completed? It it is for the most part. The five songs that I actually have completed are those are are fully composed. Uh, just like the the first two you heard, it's pretty much I'm playing all live instruments on there. The the rest of them actually have to. I've got about 17, but I have to narrow it down to about 10 or 11. 
So I've got to narrow it down and choose which ones I want to put on the album, and then I've actually got to fully compose the other six. Pretty much they're all in they're in the, my home studio, but I've got to do them professionally before I release it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, let me put on one more song because we're run we're we're like down to nine minutes, and I want everybody to be able to hear this. Um, of course, everyone who um, is listening know that you can also download the show when we're done. And keep it for your own records and play it on your iTunes or your iPod. And um, Andrew, I'll also send a copy of it to you as well. So uh-huh. let me go ahead and put on, uh, let me see, I have your here. So we're going to play yeah, that. Cool. And then we'll be right back. MySpace at www.myspace.com slash Andrew DeBarge and my website is www.andrewdebarge.com Pretty much at the website andrewdebarge.com you can find the links for my Facebook and for my MySpace and for um, my Twitter I believe and you can actually download um, the single Catch Myself at iTunes and um, my previous album Your Place is on iTunes as well 
So you can download them there and then through my website, andrewdebarge.com, and check out all my links and all my videos from YouTube, all that good stuff. Cool. Now, what I like to ask for my guests is to um, just send a message out to all your fans and, and people that are trying to get into the music industry. Just something from your own experience. What what uh, quote of advice would you like to give somebody? Um, just, just to be true to yourself and not to try to do things the way everybody else does them because that might get you in the door a little bit quicker and it might um, get you to where you think you need to be. But if, if you're just true to yourself and you allow God to use you, so many more doors will open up for you and, you know, you'll actually have meaning in what you're doing. So, yeah, just just to be true to yourself and to trust and believe in God. Well, that is a very excellent message, and I hope everybody heard that. And if you didn't pay attention, then you definitely want to download this show and play that back because this young mm-hmm. man is sending out a great message along with his great music. Andrew, I want to thank you so much for uh, being a part of my show today and giving us something really cool to listen to and something new and fresh. And I hope to have you, you back on again, you know, especially when you start touring, and please make sure you hit the Philly area. Definitely, definitely will do. Thank you for having me on the show. Anytime, any promotion you may need, just feel free to give me a call. And uh, listeners, if you want to see more, Andrew, we're going to put something up on the webpage in a little bit. It's mznindyradio at gmail.com if you have any questions for me. And the website is www.wmznindyradio.ning.com. We're going to take the rest of our time out listening to another one of Andrew's songs, actually one we played earlier, uh, Catch Myself, his lead single. And you have such a great evening, Andrew. Hope to hear from you again. All right. Thank you, Vinda. You do the same.